Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 297. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me, and we got the whole crew together. Hot Tea is in the building as well. We're here at the Casa de Cold Coffee on a beautiful Thursday tea afternoon. Tea Fuego. Early evening. You know, listen, Las Vegas. I don't speak Spanish, so. I don't even think that was real, correct in the Spanish well, anyways. Okay. <laughs> it just sounded right. Tea Day Fuego. That doesn't mean anything. I probably doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it is a nice little Thursday it afternoon. It means he's though. drunk. And by, that's right. By the way, let's just jump right into that. The uh, The beverages this afternoon have been provided by the one and only Bruce Buffer, the veteran voice of the Octagon, was kind enough to ship us a bottle of Puncher's Chance Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Beautiful. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's a beautiful bottle like the presentation's got a cool little like tiger on it and it's you know kind of the, i don't know what you'd call this font of the puncher's chance there but it looks really nice and i'll read it to you in the back puncher's chance is a kentucky straight bourbon inspired by two great american traditions whiskey and fighting for what we believe in this bourbon is made with heart and honor for those who know how far they've come for those who started early stayed late day after day year after year for those who have the courage and strength to do what others won't. Now, I think what they're talking about now is Now read it like Brace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, when, you know, it, it made me think of my uh, commitment to alcohol consumption. Yeah. We talked about those who started early, stayed late, yeah, you day after day. We literally just said off air, like, oh, you know, when you start early, it's a myth that you finish early. Yeah. Because we never do. So there you go. It's reading our mind. But, hey, I just want to give a shout-out. Uh, Bruce, it was, it was, like I say, he was kind enough to send us this, man. And, uh, and we're actually – Really enjoy. I know you guys aren't necessarily big bourbon drinkers, at least not you, cold coffee. I, I spent a year in Kentucky, which is when I started drinking uh, quite a bit more bourbon. But uh, this is good. I, I, I will give this the John Morgan seal of approval. If anybody sees it on the shelves, I know they're starting their distribution. I don't think it's everywhere yet. But if you see this, and I think it's only about 30 bucks, so it's not – you know, it's, it's kind of mid-range, I would say. It's not, yeah, it's not your... It's not cheap, but it's not... It's not your it's cheap, not but it's not your high-end, yeah. yeah, where you spend a lot. So it's about 30 bucks in stores that you can find it. I think it's good, man. I, like I said, when I lived a year in Lexington, Kentucky, I drank a lot of bourbon, and so I kind of got a feel for what I like and don't like. And I like this a lot, man. It's not it's not too sweet, but it's not too smoky either, you know. It's it's uh, it's nice. I tried a little bit of it straight to start out with, and that was nice, and then uh, put a little bit of ice in it. And I like it with, with the ice in it. Yeah. Solid. The, f- the five I've had. I've been quite nice. <laughs> Have you had five already? I've gone out a bit, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> oh, look at you go. Yeah, I know. I regret it now. <laughs> wow. So, legend Bruce Buffer, man. appreciate that. Puncher's Chance, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Give it a shot. It's good. And of course... You know, I mean, we do still have the traditional award-winning past Blue Ribbon on oh, the yes. back side of that as well. Well, I was wondering about your seal of approval. Does it come in levels, or is it, it just you get the seal, which is like – is that like the, the – the, that just saying like Morgan well, every would al- drink it? Every alcohol starts with a seal of approval, and then he has to go up in tears. Otherwise, the seal is I will drink it, and there's just – I mean, well, yeah, I mean – let. No and seal, I pr- won't drink it. Pretty much every alcohol has my approval, but <laughs> I, I'm giving this the official John Morgan seal approval. Like, I want people to know that if you were out and you see this, you'd be like, man, I know that guy drinks a lot. I wonder if he would like it. I like it. I'm not just saying, hey, I like Bruce Buffer. He's a good guy. He's always been. And, 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 and by the way, Bruce Buffer is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, man. He is really one of the mm-hmm. nicest guys mm-hmm. you, you will ever come across. But, no, I'm not just saying because I like Bruce or because, uh, you, you like know. like the tiger on the side. I like the tiger. No, I'm just saying it's really good bourbon. So yeah. I would say uh, if, if, you're, if you're on the fence, 
Give it a whirl. Is there a missed opportunity that he didn't have the bottle shaped like a microphone? Ooh. Well, see, his now his name isn't anywhere on there, which I. Yeah. But I guess it's not with proper twelve. Connor's not his name's not on the bottle, or is it? Is it? It's not on the bottle. Not Let's really. No. There's one in the fridge. We can get that out in a second. I wonder so. what the story is with the whole tiger, because nothing. I mean, it's tigers are sexy. Tigers that are, they are sexy. Tiger, get that pussy. <laughs> I mean, uh, was it, I guess there's what the Kentucky Wildcats is that is that a team? Well, that Kentucky? is that's of course that's. But I don't know if that's, that's, the, that's almost certainly like not why that's on the ball. Has anything <laughs> to do with it? I don't think it has anything to do with it. But it's just interesting because I look at the Tiger logo on it and it reminds me of like that's a, a big like one. A, name, was it really? That's not too bad. Maybe well, it's. Uh, well, I'm gonna dilute it with either ginger ale or some uh, Lacroix lime sparkling water. I'll just, if you give, me a, give me a refill with just some ice, if you don't mind, just a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. of ice, and that'd be great. But it looks like what you see, like on the like the Chinese zodiacs and stuff. It's, it's like, so a, maybe it's that's like a, a Chinese tiger. Yeah. I'd be wondering what well, the. Uh, I guarantee none of this was what they went. What's cool? A tiger? Yeah, put that <laughs> on the fucking thing. <laughs> it looks like maybe it's a little, maybe it's a little martial arts uh, ode. It's got, it's got kind of a, a martial arts type tiger flair, right? I, li- I like Punch's Chance. That's a good name. That's a good name. Punch's Chance. All right. It's what you take a shot of before you approach the beautiful girl. Glink, I've had a puncher's chance. Got a puncher's chance. There you go. Yeah. Or like they're saying, you know, well, there's a chance that somebody might like it. There's always <laughs> a puncher's <laughs> chance that somebody will like it. But wow. it's actually pretty decent. Glowing endorsement. Jesus. Glowing well, endorsement. no, I'm just, I'm just making jokes. I'm, 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 it's actually not too bad. Like, like you said, I don't drink bourbon I'll, all that often, but it's. I'll uh, put, I'll put it in rotation. I'll put it in rotation. Oh boy, if we start a rotation of whiskeys and shit, like we'll be in fucking trouble. Well, Even though I do have a ton of whiskey in my fridge over there. I saw. And I plan on drinking. <laughs> it's because, uh, well, it's Thanksgiving, so everything was on sale. So, like, I was telling you this story. Like, they had a sale on Jameson, oh. or they had a sale on... Uh, you don't have to justify yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you right. and you're, they had a, you're amongst friends. That's true. <laughs> justify my habits. It was Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, uh, and then they had Proper 12. And I, I, the only other time I've had Proper 12 was the night that me and John did the uh, lingerie fighting, the night that they had the, the earthquake that, that, the, that, that Vegas shook. Yeah, yeah. Everybody got together in... Uh, uh, the nerd bar, and the owner, who is a huge fan of MMA, pulled out a bottle really of, p- of uh, a proper twelve, and there was quite a few of us uh, that were up there, and some other journalists that were in town because there was an event in that week, and we're all sitting there drinking proper twelve, and it night. was actually pretty. It was pretty good. That's the only time I've ever had it, but we were kind of a few sheets to the wind already. I think but we, but the, it was pretty good. I think with proper twelve, because of people's opinion of Connor, sometimes they want to shit on it. If you're just talking about pure alcohol. It's cheap You're right about and that. fucking does the job yeah. and tastes absolutely fine. Right. Yeah. So You're right about it's that. Not too bad. I, I, it's I, not too bad. I used to drink I used to drink other whiskey. I drink proper twelve now because it's cheap and I find it like so like, I know it's like it's so smooth. But it is. Like it just I don't really like whiskey that kicks my fucking ass while I'm drinking it. You know, I'd like to Oh, yep. Just, just all but you did people, actually just people. tell me for a glass of ice. You yeah, didn't no, actually say he, he literally just, for anybody listening, just get. I said, I'll take a refill with some ice. and he. I didn't hear the refill part. Just I gave just gave me heard some you ice. Say. And, I mean, which I guess clearly is, you know, I like following the directions there. But I, I wanted a little bit of the puncher's chance in there as well, my friend. Well, that was funny. I just think it's funny that all these people can hear in the background is clink, 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 clink. Just, just <laughs> constant just reports. That's how fancy we are with the actual ice. We actually have ice today. That's how we do. All right, well, listen, I got us all together this week because, uh, you know, listen, of course, we did the uh, and a half episode to talk about the USC. We don't normally look back much uh, because we're kind of always looking forward. That's what uh, over at patreon.com slash the MA Roadshow is all about, where we do the the wrap-up episodes on and a half. (coughs) But 
I was not at uh, the Tyson fight. And uh, hot tea, Oscar Willis was. Mike Tyson, Roy T. Jones T. Jr. And listen, <laughs> we're here to uh, <laughs> we're here to uh, to talk about MMA. But I, I feel like this is one of those moments. I mean, Mike Tyson is a, is a sporting icon, man, a cultural icon. You know what I mean? So I just kind of wanted to get your take on it. I mean, I watched uh, I watched the fight. I was watching it while I was working the UFC, so I couldn't give it my full attention. I was kind of apologizing when I was talking about this past weekend because I haven't uh, I didn't get to hear the commentary because I was obviously working so I didn't get to hear how Adesanya did for instance I didn't get to hear you know some people were critical of Snoop was he good was he bad that sort of thing but um you know when 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 Cole Kolf and I were talking about going in, it was who? I was I know <laughs> it, you caught that did you punch <laughs> a chance setting in you caught that, that one was huh? a left right I thought there. I could get right through that <laughs> right and just the, keep going to the left <laughs> <laughs> that's how we that's how we do it in broadcasting bro you just keep <laughs> moving wow, man don't ahead. say a word um, <laughs> yeah it's funny I said <laughs> the past fight I did I said CFFC wrong and uh, oh, yeah it was kind of funny I got busted on that one I that's like, awesome I, like, I stuttered over it but anyway when we were going into it I was worried because you know I had talked to Kevin Ioli I had talked to you as well and it was just not not like anybody was talking trash it was just saying like look man I'm a little worried going into this because just communication has been difficult like organizations do which is understandable I mean we're, we're so used to working with the UFC machine that has this thing dialed down to a science yeah. then you're talking about essentially a startup operation right like trying to emulate those same things and it's it's damn near impossible and I don't think people realize like how complicated the task is of just you know Getting credentials assigned, yeah. uh, communicating what is going to be planned in terms of media and in terms of availability. So we were really worried that the whole thing was going to be a shit show, if I'm being honest with you. Um, and then, of course, there was the question of how are two 50-year-old fighters going to look? Um, but as it turned out, again, I, I didn't hear the audio of the commentary, but just visually speaking... I didn't think that the production of it was that bad. No, I, I thought it was quite good, actually. I thought it looked really nice, man. As far as you know, watching it streaming into the press tent there, I thought it looked good. And then as far as the quality of the action, I thought it looked acceptable as well. I mean, I'm not you know, one of those people that's coming out. I think was it George Foreman that afterwards said that he sees a path back to the heavyweight yeah, title yeah, or yeah. something. Like, sit down. <laughs> sit down for a second. Yeah. Uh, but I was entertained. So, I mean, you were there firsthand uh, just – Give me, give me your general thoughts on the on the on the whole experience. It was it was a cool experience. I think um, I, I it was uh, they they were very nice people. The, the PR over there and they they did what they could. I think a lot of their life was not made easy by the fact they chose to have it in California, which um, for those who don't know is becoming very like COVID regulated again. In fact, oh, I believe right. on Monday they actually just went into like another lockdown, so they got that fight done by right. with a two day grace basically. Um, so I think every time they plan something. California government would change and so I think they had a lot of work to do on the fly whereas if they had that in Texas they probably wouldn't have had that issue um, so I don't think that helped I think point. that said you know I got my instructions for like the next day at 11.59 <laughs> so <laughs> you know, that, that could have been a bit stressful too but it was it was cool and, and as someone who wasn't you know I was young when Tyson was around. It's very. It, I felt very privileged to be there because there's very few media actually credentialed. Right. So I felt very proud that I was there. Before I, when I very very first started getting into this game, 
like Mike Tyson was a bucket list kind of guy as well. You know, he's Mike Tyson. So to be able to talk to him, ask questions, actually have a good interview with him, I, I was very happy. It's with still, him. I think Mike Tyson, I mean, obviously, man, you know, hell, especially this year, man, you've been at, you know, damn near every UFC event, at least all of them since the pandemic started. Um, and, man, you, you're used to interviewing the biggest stars in the game. Obviously, you work for the biggest star in the game. So, you know, you're not one of those people that's going to get uh, overwhelmed or, you know, starstruck or whatever. But I will say, I've, I've only been around. <laughs> man, I wish. Damn, why don't we have video? That's hilarious. As he was trying to put some ice in his puncher's chance. Just an entire block. The whole thing came out. Uh, but Mike Tyson is – I've only been around him. that one didn't break up. <laughs> I've, only, I've only been around him a handful of times. Um been at Tyson's Ranch, obviously, for like the dominance MMA thing, and, and was and was with him for a moment there. It's p- some PFL things, some previous UFC things over the years, um, and and even for me, who's been doing this for a long time, he, there's there's an aura, right? I mean, Mike Tyson still there's an aura. Yeah, well, it's funny as well, and I actually did send you a text that night to say that I, by learning from you, I was able to not be a fucking freak and actually don't <laughs> do my job to a, a reasonable level. But there was a moment in the press conference I asked him about. Um, did his previous legacy and how he might look in the ring that night, did it ever get to him? Like, if I look like shit. Saw that answer, man. Yeah, and then he gave a really... Uh, really f- good First answer. of all, but his, his initial answer was like, what a question. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie to you, under the table, my hands were fucking shaking. Like, so, <laughs> and it was... Because he, he, like you said, he has an aura and he's so famously unpredictable that I was like, is he about to freak out on me? And right. but my adrenaline was so high, I couldn't fucking hear what he was saying because it was like, boom, boom, boom in my ears. It was crazy. And it was a very cool moment. But yeah, w- we often speak of the podcast about like, which fighters have you been around that have an aura, like Fader or something. And Tyson's yeah. definitely one of those guys. It's pretty cool, man. I, I, I you know, you know, we always talk about, you know, professionalism and that sort of thing. I mean, we're, we're kind of, keen to people doing things the right way yeah. and not acting like fanboys but I mean at the, at the end of the day I think it's okay to admit that inside we're, we all love the sport and yeah. we love combat sports and we are fans and it's when you especially when you talk about somebody like that like obviously I'm older than you but I, I do remember my I was a kid but I mean yeah. I do remember and I do and I think I would still have that same reaction covering a fight now where like hey you know I know this is a, a mid-50s Tyson or whatever yeah. and it's not what I'm seeing the guy in, in, in his prime but it's still da- it's still a damn cool thing to kind of check off the list and say, man, I I got to do that to look back in ten years or twenty years and say like, man, yeah, I I covered that. You know, it's pretty cool. And then he went up there and shook hands with him. I did, and yeah. made actual contact. Well, he came over to me. and said, I just want to let you know you're the best journalist I've ever dealt with in my career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw that picture. I was like, how dare you touch him and give him your germs? Out of the two of us, I think Tyson might, you know, have a bit <laughs> shadier past than me. He's literally said at the press conference, he's like, oh, how are you going to celebrate? He's like, well, back in the old days, I had an orgy, but I don't have that sort of energy no more. It's like, wow. It's like, that's like, that's amazing. Yeah, it's so hilarious. That's hilarious. But he never man. says it as a joke. He's just saying it like, he's like, just that's pure legit. fact. Yeah, and yeah. by the way, not a bad Tyson, by the way. That was Thanks, pretty man. good. That was pretty good. Yeah. We might have to collect some audio from Mike <laughs> moving forward, man, every now and then. Every now and then. Okay, so here's, here's what's interesting coming out, and this is what I really want to get your take on as well, is... So now that we're hearing that, you know, this this Legends League thing is not a one-off, it's not, you know, a, a one-night thing, and they, they, they're they planning on more moving forward. And, of course, there was the other fight that night, uh, the Logan Paul fight. Jake Paul. Or Jake Paul, sorry. The J- so funny I'm to me how so many, that, that poor guy can never get out of his I, brother's shadow. I apologize to Yeah, Mr. you're talking Paul. about one of the biggest stars in boxing. It is true. <laughs> it is actually the biggest. Okay, so I guess all right, let's just start with Jake Paul. Logan, yeah, Jake, Jake Paul. Okay, I got it right. Let's start with Jake Paul because I was talking to the Submission Radio Boys uh, earlier this week and they were kind of asking me what I think about it moving forward, right? And 
just like you said, one of the biggest stars in boxing. Kind of a you know tongue in cheek jest yeah. there, but but it's true, right? I mean, yeah. the numbers that they're generating and the attention that they're getting, you can't deny them. So if you're going to sit here and say, you know. It, it's it's pointless or it's whatever. Like, dude, if, it, it, now I know obviously this was Tyson that generated a million buys, but Logan Paul and KSI did like huge numbers, yeah. right? Jake Paul's the, getting a lot of Logan attention. Logan Paul KSI did better numbers on DAZN than Joshua Ruiz too. Are you serious? That's what Eddie Hearn said the other day. That is insane. So you can't deny. It. I mean, that's a reality. If people, if the if the consumers are there, you can't deny it, right? But here's my thing: is that when I told the submission radio guys is that. Um, I'm totally okay with it. Like to, to sit here on some high horse and be like, "Oh, uh, this is a mockery of the sport that we are." Part. Like, bro, we're we're in cage fighting, and, yeah. and and boxing is the same. I mean, if people want to see it, what I do have a problem with, I guess, or, or not necessarily a problem with, where where I think the limit should lie, at least in terms of me. So let's just talk about the the Paul scenario first, yeah. and then we'll talk about Tyson, and maybe it kind of intertwines. Is that I'm okay with it as long as it's marketed as what it is. You know what I mean? Like I just. It's. I know what I'm tuning in for. You know, like immediately, you know, Jake Paul comes out and says, uh, you know, I would knock out Conor McGregor, right? Like that's silly. Like, no, you absolutely <laughs> would not. Now, I will say the Dylan Dennis call out. No disrespect to Dylan Dennis, but in boxing, I, maybe you could. Now, now, if it's an MMA fight, you lose. Yep. If it's grappling, you definitely lose. Yeah. But in a in a straight boxing match against Dylan Dennis, maybe Conor McGregor. Come on, son. Sit. You yeah, get yeah. you you get sparked in a round or two. Um. So it's weird. Like I, I don't want to sit here and pretend like it, it shouldn't exist or I, we're too good for this. But at the same time, I don't like when they start crossing over and acting like you know I would take out these USC fighters. Is that is that fair, or do you think there is a line? So for me, it's interesting because we said at the beginning, kind of joking, he's one of the he's one of the biggest stars in boxing, but he's not the biggest boxing star. You know, he's a star in boxing. You know, that's interesting. That's a great way to put it. But so it's almost as good as greatest of a time. Not quite, but <laughs> not, it's, not it's, quite. It's right there. But it's there. But. I remember when, so I was doing the media day and they were like, Jake Paul's coming in and all I could think was, I can't wait to see how much of a fucking dickhead this guy is. <laughs> and he was, but nowhere near as bad as I thought. When I spoke to him and it was kind of one-on-one, he was relatively normal. I mean, he's a young kid, he's 23, he's flashed, he's got a lot of money, so there's that element to it. Right. But the one thing I took away from him was actually, unfortunately, he gets the game right. better than 90% of the people I've ever interviewed. So even I said, you know, I, I, the way I proposed the question was, I've always found it in the biggest stars in this sport, people are talking about their next fight before this fight's done. Right. So I'm finding that with you, people are already talking about who you're fighting next. And he said, well, that's because I construct that narrative. I know it's important for me to keep relevant even if the fight's just ended. Wow. He's like, so, so I know I'm going to try and get Conor McGregor. To get him, that's not going to happen. So I have to beat his teammate up and knock his teammate out to get the Conor McGregor fight. So if that doesn't happen, I've got KSI because I need to avenge my brother's loss. And if that doesn't happen, I can just box my brother because I'm the younger brother and I need to get out of his shadow. Got to respect and that. And he spelt it out. And I was like, motherfucker's not just winging this. Got to respect he's, that. I, so when I saw that, I was like, man, fair fucks to you, to be honest. like Because that's, that's exactly what they need to do. Construct the narrative, get ahead of it, and choose your path. But to, And okay, these are all wacky angles, but guess what? Beating up your older brother, knocking out a teammate to fight the big one. Fucking, everyone loves that shit. Yep. Betch Coher did that to Ronda, knocked out all the teammates. That's how she got a fight. That's absolutely right. That's it's, it's it's tried and tested. And so for him to recognize that, especially because he's quite young, I was very impressed by him. And I think also, as much as people don't really like it, I think he can probably fight a bit too. Well, that's the thing. is, I think he can. And I, I see... 
and it's probably more of the kind of the old guard or whatever that says like, oh, this this shouldn't exist. It's a mockery of our sport. To me, if anything, if we're turning people on to combat sports, even if it's because they're they're, they're yeah. you know wanting to see the celebrity stuff. I don't think it's a bad. I, maybe it's just me, but well, I don't I, think it's I, a bad I, thing because maybe maybe you see that and you go, ah, it's kind of fun, and then you see what it really looks like at the highest level with the UFC. Or I just you know? I just think these people who freak out about it, this is the wrong sport to freak. Like combat sports has always been a bit of a freak show. Of course, George Foreman boxed four dudes in one night. Like <laughs> did he really? Yeah, after he lost to Ali, he boxed four guys in four. I did not know that. He boxed four like it ha- like Butterbean. God bless him. Built a career out of being a bit of a freak show. Sure. Fucking James Tony went to the UFC when everyone knew he was going to get fucking butt fucked by, well, not literally, but beaten up. Freak show. Bob Sat like it, it's again tried and tested. Yeah. And so for people, I, I, the pearl clutching of all, or I hate this idea that he's taking someone else's spot. Like the same thing about CM Punk. Not really. He's probably actually creating more spots because Nate Robinson wasn't going to box. You know, and then all these buys that now Badu Jack's been seen by these people, those are because of him. He's creating opportunities yeah. more than anything else. I'm not like trying to defend Jake Paul. I don't like, you know, not necessarily. I, I've met him. I've met 300 of him at frat houses in my life. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the guy's not special. I just think people need to relax and, and realize that you can have <clears throat> the tried and tested boxing. You can also have this other stuff too, as long as what you said at the beginning, it's presented as what it is. That's it. it just don't yep. don't try to tell me this is the greatest fighter on the yeah, planet. That's, you know that's what all I mean? I, you know? That's all I want. Just to, as long as you tell me like this is two YouTubers, one of them can box, the other one maybe we'll find out. Like that's all I want. So what about the fifty-year-old thing, right? Because now we know that this kind of legend league is going to happen. It's disgusting. A freak show. I don't like it. Get it out of my sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess if if you're going to give a pass to one, you kind of got to give a pass to the other, right? I, I, You know, I'm just interested to see where this goes because it, it the scary part of it is, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you're still talking about concussive blows to the head, and those probably aren't good as you get into your 50s. I mean, they're not good for you at any time, but they're definitely right. not good later in life. But um, I don't know, this, this I, you know, eight-round fights, two-minute two rounds, you know, kind of modifying the rules. Two-minute two rounds was the fucking lifesaver at the weekend. I think yeah. if they had three-minute rounds, it would have been a very different reaction. I agree. So are you – I mean, I don't know that you would necessarily – you know, obviously Tyson – no disrespect to Roy Jones Jr. I mean, he's certainly a legend, but, I mean, Tyson is the, the icon. I mean, would you go cover, like, other of these if it doesn't involve Tyson, if it involves, I think, what, Holyfield somehow getting in, Lennox Lewis maybe getting in? There's there's talk of, uh, I don't know how real it is, there's talk of um, Holyfield boxing, a guy called Jerry McCreary, I think his name is. He's an old English boxer. I would not go cover that. Right. You know, it would have to have, uh, just just pure numbers and stuff, I would have to have, you know, a big number, like Tyson sort of S numbers to to cover it. But I, I was... I actually found the all the pre stuff with the commission about all these restrictions on them. I actually found it kind of like they're two grown men, they're two legends. But if it really, I I find it kind of weird that if you're a fifty odd year old of sound mind, and you want to box another fifty year old also of sound mind, and you're both consenting adults, I find it a little bit weird that people can come in and sort of go, well, you can kind of do it, but you can't, can't do it. And we're also the same commission that let Chuck Liddell go out there and get fucking destroyed by Tito Ortiz, and right. he was in way worse shape than both Tyson and probably Roy, and we still right. let that happen. So I find it all a little bit weird, a little bit hypocritical. As long as you pass the medical test, I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, you should absolutely take, you know, probably additional MRI-type scans and things like that. Like, I, like, But if you pass the medicals, I, I, I'm I, with you. If, if you pass, I, I would ask, I would argue... More stringent tests, more like increased cognitive tests, more more stuff like that. I, for the Tyson thing, I I argued, 
he's in California. They could go and watch him spar. And you know, you've been around this game long enough. If you go and watch someone who's shot, you'll know very quickly very just quickly. by watching them work in the ring. Yep. There's very there's there's people still finding that you know, like that guy is fucking done and he's been done for a few fights. If you went and watched Tyson spar, like the same thing. I use Chuck as an example. God bless him, but. No, no one from that CSAC went to watch Chuck Liddell spar in that camp because if they did, they knew he couldn't punch anymore. Yep. So I'd rather you, if you're you're really nervous, but it's such a high profile thing, go take an actu- active, like interest in it. Watch him spar. If you watch Mike Tyson spar this camp, I guarantee you'd been like, yeah, he can fight as a professional. I completely agree with that, man. You know what's funny? Vitor Belfort has always been championing this Legends League. In fact, that was even the the the, way he, yeah. the name he used. Um, and, and he got a lot of shit for it, but I understand why he did because he's Vitor Belfort, and we know you know what's happened in his career and you know his history with TRT and that sort of thing, and why people want to give him grief. But man, there is something to be said for, and, and, and I guess it's it's difficult to say like, well, but you're not really somebody that needs to be around fighting, and you, and, and yeah. some people do. But there is something to be said for watching our heroes. You know, if it, like you know he used to say, uh, MMA, bigger gloves, no elbows. Uh, shorter rounds, longer rests between rounds, yeah. you know, all those things that you would say to be, okay, this will make this a little bit more easier for a man of an older age to, to accomplish. Um, there's something to be said for, for watching your heroes compete, you know what I mean? And also for allowing them to still make some money. And it sounds like Tyson and Roy Jones made, probably ended up making some really good money out of this. It, it, it sucks that you could just be, well, your shelf life's over. Yeah. That's it. You're well, not allowed anymore. I'll play devil's advocate. We're going to say it's fine until – one of them gets taken out on a stretcher and it's not fine, right? Yeah. Like that's that's the that's the part where I'm I'm struggling. Like the 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 younger guys that are freak shows that are YouTubers or whatever, yeah. like ah whatever, man. You just, can, you just can do what get, you got. Get hospitalized all you want. That's the thing is the older guys. It's it's when are you protecting them from themselves? And I, I'm not a person that believes quite clearly that people should protect people <laughs> from this. I don't need somebody to protect. Well, I probably do need yeah, somebody well, to protect you do. Me from that's me. the issue. Yeah, but I don't want that. You know what I mean? So I don't feel like I should be protecting other people from themselves. Um, but so it's weird. Like I, I, I do like th- I was worried this was going to look terrible. Well, it that's didn't the, look that, terrible. That's the thing though. Are we now riding that that it didn't? Because I, I remember when they walked to the ring, someone said, "What are you expecting?" And I said, "All I want is to it not to be embarrassing." Like, if they get right. th- if they get through right. it, it turned out to be quite fun. Right. But all I wanted was like just as long as they don't. It's not like a fucking shit show. Yes. That's all I wanted. So maybe we've taken that. We're like, well, he looked Tyson looked great, dude, and fucking Tyson did look great. Right. But if you know he boxed like Evander. And Evander didn't, and it was a shit show, and then it's not great. And I actually think, I was thinking to myself, outside of Evander Hofield, the names quite quickly dry up. Right. You know, and you, and you really, it, with this sort of stuff, with the older age guys, matchmaking is essentially the only important bit of it. They have to be even, they have to be similar age, and they have, like, you know, I was thinking about who could he box. And Lennox like, Lewis still matters, right? I mean, I don't want to watch Tyson lose to Lennox again, though. Yeah. I'd rather. <laughs> I, know, I, was just thinking, <laughs> I actually, I actually was thinking, who we, uh, if you could convince him to get into a gym properly, Tyson versus Rampage would have been a good fun in a boxing match. Ooh. But you can't have you can't have the Rampage that fought Fedor. Come, on. you'd have to get like a decent Rampage. But at Tyson's age, maybe that's a fair fight. I think Tyson beats Rampage in a boxing oh, match. Days. That would be, dude. Didn't even cross my mind, but I'd, I'd, I'd sign up for that, man. I'd be in for that. There you go, Trailer, Call me. <laughs> Crazy, man. Well, we'll definitely be following it. As I said, it looks like there's going to be more of these. and I, I don't know. I guess they're going to borderline on ridiculous, and, and we'll find out how they play out and, and go from there. But Successfully, by the sounds of the pay-per-view, boys. Woo! Over a million. Yeah, 1.549 or something. At 50 bucks. 
It's good money. That's insane. That's insane. All right, listen, I want to talk about a couple other quick uh, commission issues since we're talking about commissions and that sort of thing. News came out today, USADA suspended Yair Rodriguez six months for whereabouts issues. By the way, if you were listening to the and a half episode, <laughs> you would have already known that was happening because I kind of threw it out Did you there. break it? Did you break it? Uh, you know, just to just to the just to my level dogs. You know what I'm saying? My crew over there at Patreon.com slash MMA Roadshow. I let them know this was coming. They, they saw the news today and they were already like, I knew that. Yeah, I told my friends, bro. <laughs> uh, but listen, I want to talk about this because this is crazy, man. Yair Rodriguez, whereabouts issues. Meaning he did not file updates on where he is located so that USADA could get a hold of him to uh, to test him. Now, there's two reasons basically you do this. One, you just don't care or just aren't, I, I don't know. A bit incompetent. A bit incompetent in handling your, I mean, this is one of the few responsibilities you have essentially, you know, as, yeah. as a fighter. You, you have to register with USADA. I mean, the rest is kind of independent. You can do whatever you want. Uh, other than I guess making weight on on weigh-in day, like yeah. that's probably like your two requirements, you know. And the yeah, rest yeah. you can do what you want, or you're trying to hide something. I don't think Yair is trying to hide something. I really don't. I, I don't. I, I've heard from a few people that they don't believe he's trying to hide no, something. No, you, I just don't. I'm sorry. I just I look I look at the guy. Granted, eyeball test isn't everything, but I don't believe the guy's trying to trying to cheat. I just don't. And I know his character too. You know what I mean? I've been around him enough. I don't feel like he's that guy. But don't you think because you know his character? That makes you know why he's missing. Where yes, tests yes, shit, yes, it does. And and I just think I, I think it's I think it's ridiculous. And I don't I, I how do you not register with USADA? How do you get aware of it? And and it's not a one time thing. It's three. You have to get yeah. three. He got one per quarter. The first three yeah. quarters I've of twenty twenty. Anybody getting this. one per quarter? Nick Diaz did, Nick, but that yeah, didn't Nick, shock me. Yeah. I mean, Nick Diaz. Okay, you get like but all but right, Nick, right. But Nick got aware about failure because he wouldn't open the door because he was drunk and didn't want to. He jumped open. out of the window and one of them. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. But I remember <laughs> that was the story in the staff that we heard that the but, they showed up at his friend's house, his but, friend door, and he climbed out of. But I remember the time they were at the thing, and he was like, "No, I'm not fucking." And he was filming himself on Snapchat, telling the guy to fuck off. Right. So it's hardly like he wasn't. His whereabouts is quite known. <laughs> he just wasn't being helpful. Yeah, I mean, we know Nick Diaz has got some some different issues going yeah. on. Which, by the way, sounds like he's coming back next year. Let's hey, that would be awesome. That'd be great. I'd sign up to see Nick again, man. I'd sign up to. See. All right, but. This to me, I, and I'm not, I'm not trying to just, I, I'm not trying to hammer Yair Rodriguez. I like Yair Rodriguez. I like him as a person. I like him as a fighter. But this to me is just bizarre. I mean, again, it's not one, it's three, and it's 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 one you, per quarter. You, in you would th- you would think after your second one, knowing if you did it again, you get a, a suspension. You'd probably fucking get your missus to do it. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like it's John just, Jones can manage it. Come on. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. It, it's it's not really affecting him that much. That's, just fired. taking jabs. Fired taking jabs. Uh, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> uh, Puncher's chance. That's fine, <laughs> <my> baby. <laughs> Thanks, T-de- Bruce. Tita Fuego's views are should not be held against the MMA Roadshow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know, man. This is, I just find this incredibly disappointing. Um, it's cost us, you know, it was supposed to be the Zabit Magomed Sharapov fight. That fight's been trying to put together forever. Um, you know, it would be a, a key fight in the division. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to properly frame this because I don't believe he's a cheater, but at the same time, I also find it just incredibly reckless, incredibly irresponsible. Arrogant. Just, yes, arrogant is a good word, man. I just, it bothers me, man. You can't, sign, I mean, you know, now, if you were out there publicly talking about how the USADA program is unfair or how you have protests and this was your way of pro- – okay, may- I still think it's silly because yeah. you're costing yourself career, you're costing yourself fights. But 
it's I don't know, man. It just seems like you don't care. It I just think, seems like you don't care. I think with Yair, there's um, a couple of things. One, he's shown himself to be sort of a bit of a I don't want to say diva because that sounds too harsh, but he, he's shown himself to have a, a fighter's ego in the past, right? He's fallen out of the UFC and stuff like that. So when you hear about him being what I I think, frankly, is incompetence, is oh, there's drinks going. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think when you hear about it, it's it's hard not to think like he's just being a fucking dick. Yeah. You know, it's being very silly. On the other hand, I saw Alan Jaban. He said, "I'm actually on two whereabouts failures." Oh, really? I didn't and see Alan this. Jaban is someone who definitely has a shit together. Yeah. And he was like, "But that was because I was at dinner, and I couldn't get back to the house in time because they come at seven o'clock at night and you're out for dinner and you can't get back in an hour." They ruled it. Well, that's whereabouts. different than not showing up. It's different. That's like they try to do a spot check. It's and different, but we haven't heard from you yet. Yeah, yeah, you we know? don't know the so, full. Okay, you know so what? Yeah. Well, that's that's so. So that that's made me think like, okay, well, let's not go too harsh on the guy. On the other hand, I think while the six month suspension is an inconvenience, it's gonna he's gonna be able to fight in March, which you know he hasn't. The guy fucking never fights. Yeah, that's an inconvenience. I actually think what will hurt him more is, unluckily for him, he will forever now have not an asterisk, but just a little question mark. Where people will be like, well, as you said, was he being stupid or was he purposely choosing to hide? You know, it's funny, man. It's it's funny you mentioned about Jovan, and, and it does kind of make me think. Okay, well, maybe I'm being a little too like, harsh he, right he's now. Like a, he's like a oh, professional he's professional, professional man, buttoned up. And it is funny, man. You think about being in SoCal, like, dude, you could easily be, you know having dinner or wherever somewhere and like I mean you get stuck in three hours right? although yeah. I would think if you're, as long as you're maintaining communication with them I, I don't know I mean it's a, it's a it's a weird scenario but that does I mean hearing that Joban's on two like kind of does make me think alright well maybe may, maybe I, I just wonder I wonder if that's pass. a matter of like his availability says I'll be at home at this time or whatever and then they do a spot check and he's not there which would be different than if he's just not even filing anything that's true you know so he yeah he's um so I'm just reading Alan Jaban. I didn't realize he's been tweeting about it a lot today. So I've been at dinner and had your article and say they're at my front door and they were going to come meet me at the restaurant. Sometimes they don't. They've also tested me while I was in the middle of a podcast one time. Um, yeah, stuff like that. And by the way, I, I will say for the record, it should be noted that in USADA's official announcement, it did say because uh, normally it would be a 12 month uh, suspension. He got six. And uh, they did say in their own language, Rodriguez was eligible for reduction in the period of ineligibility because his conduct did not raise suspicion that he was trying to avoid being a- available for testing. Uh, so he received uh, re- reductions based on his degree of fault and for his full and complete cooperation. Well, so I, even I, USADA is saying, I also checked, we're not suspicious. I also checked the USADA uh, list today. He's been tested four times this year. Successful tests. Yeah. So it's quite a bit. It's a decent amount. It's, it's Like you said, it's, 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 it's the same as Nick and Nate, I think. Really, a rough ra- ra- like they've had a five or four, yeah. It is clearly like a um, you know, some if somebody wanted to say, hey, I got questions, they could say it, but it doesn't seem like he's cheating. But it's just like, come on, man. Like, well, I just think with oh. his, with his history and you know, I like Yaya. I actually enjoy Yaya. I, I think as a person, he's pretty cool. But I think he can be a bit of a dick. Like, I mean, with the Jeremy Stevens stuff, from, with his reaction, I th- I think he's obviously got, I think he's got a bit of an ego, which is not unhealthy as a fighter. I think you need that. But when so when something like this happens, it's very easy to think like you just imagine this guy just fucking off and not caring. And yeah, it's like, well, it's like your whatever. career, bro. Like yeah, I don't I don't have to answer you. All right, one other commission issue I want to bring up as well, uh, and and basically 
it, it's, we've been talking about it a little bit, but it got brought up in the media day today, the virtual media day uh, for this weekend's UFC on ESPN 19 event, which we'll certainly talk about in a moment. But uh, Nevada's marijuana suspensions, dude. Nico Price, right? Got to gotta go. Yeah, Nico Price was the latest one, you know, hammered by these guys. Jamal Hill was talking about Who? today. So, yes, yeah. Somebody. You mean Gemma Hall. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. Oh, it was not a good day for one particular person. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it, by the way, it is Jamal Hill, if you're speaking to it. It's not Gemma Hall Hill. It is Jamal Hill. Uh, <laughs> but he's, he's – he uh, man, he said today, you know, he's coming off a of suspension. It wasn't a lengthy suspension, um, but he was asked about it. Uh, and I'll, I'll read his quote because he just didn't hold back. He's like, I think it's fucking stupid. I think it's dumb as hell. I think everything I've had to deal with as a result of this is dumb as fuck. I really think they need to focus energy on things that actually matter, not goofy shit like that. Um, <laughs> and you know what, man? I love the fact that he just laid it out there, and I agree with him. And, and I'll say this. He went on to clarify, and I'll take him at his word, man. I mean, I don't know. If somebody has different information, fine, but I don't know why he would lie about it. He's already paid the fine. He's already yeah, been he's suspended. A- you know what I mean? He's not, he's not uh, trying to plead his case. He said he smoked four weeks before the fight. He said that was the last time he was four weeks before the fight. So he was pulsing. Pulsing picograms, basically, of THC. Man, if they can forgive, I'm not even trying to, I don't know why I'm taking another shot, John. If they can forgive Tyrannobol pulsing, like, fuck off. I completely agree. Like, I think we spoke to Dana, like, a couple of weeks ago. Like, testing the night of the fight, because you can't have them going in there impaired. But I completely agree with that, too. That's it. But otherwise... None of your fucking business. Check for signs of impairment, man. Check for signs of impairment. You know, this marijuana is is, is getting legalized recreationally and medically, obviously, yeah. more and more all the time. I think it's just a matter of time before it's nationally yeah, legalized. Legal, yeah. yeah, I think it'll happen. Um, and, and, and it's honestly, you know, when the alternative for these guys to deal with pain management, to deal with stress management and stuff is like highly addictive, you know, it's just – it's terrible, man. Let them use marijuana. Who cares? And, and as I said, again, as you said, they should not be impaired on fight night. Inspectors should look for signs of impairment. Um, but if they're not impaired, like, again, you don't you, you don't allow a fighter to walk into a cage drunk. Obviously, yeah. that would not be good for their health and safety. But if they drank three nights before or four weeks before, yeah. who cares? I think it, I should be, it should be considered the exact same as alcohol. They can't go and fight buzzed. You know, it's, it's that's it. I think I think it's insanity that they test for recreational drugs outside, like outside of the day of, at all. It really is outside of the day of. It's it's. If you want to take recreational drugs the day before a fight, that's on you for not taking your career seriously. Right. That's about as much as we need to say. True. To be honest, like. I just they they've got to update the it's 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 archaic man I mean it really is dude it just it needs it needs to be and updated. Like, so now so now Dana has to give Cowboy another fight because he didn't he technically. You know, that wasn't a draw. It was wasn't no even a draw. It didn't no even happen. Yeah. It was never even contested. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Legally that fight speaking. did not count, so he's actually fine. Oh, man. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about uh, before we talk about UFC and ESPN 19. It kind of goes over into that boxing world as well. Clarissa Shields signing with the PFL. Good to get you guys. John Morgan. Thank you, sir. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I, I want to get you guys' thoughts on that because um, I'll just lay it out there. I, I, I was excited to get that scoop because uh, – I think it's a hell of a signing by the PFL, if I'm being honest, man. That is a big name you're talking – if you're not familiar with Clarissa Shields, uh, two-time Olympic gold medalist in boxing uh, at 165 pounds, uh, 10-0 as a professional thus far. Uh, and by the way, if you look at uh, the record of competition, her 10-0 is a pretty solid 10-0. It hasn't been a bunch of scrubs. I mean, you yeah, see – she fought like legit people. Exactly right. You see a lot – you know – 
ten and zero boxing record is really not that impressive in most cases, especially when you look and you see like uh, they, you know, they oh they debuted against a one and seventeen guy, and then yeah, they fought yeah. you know a two and fourteen guy. Uh, Clarissa Shields has fought some legitimate competition. Um, I will say, uh, I guess if there's a um, a criticism to be had, or or you know it's. It, only two knockouts among those ten wins, so a lot of decisions. So it's not as if – I mean, well, that's women's boxing. It is women's boxing, that's but I just want to say – in general. There's a, if, what it's I'm not saying like is, there's a lot of knockouts happening all the time. I guess what I'm saying is if you're looking for her to come in and be like this one-punch KO artist that, like, by the way, she can literally knock out anybody in those – that's not the case. Now, she will have better striking than 99.9% of the people that she eventually faces – but it's not that she's this person that, like, oh, my God, if you get touched, you go to sleep. Um, but still, actually, I think it's – Which actually hurts her, to be honest. If you're – like, she doesn't want to be in an f- MMA fight for 15 minutes for the first few. Right. She probably wants to be one hit and quit. True. Well, and maybe in the four-ounce gloves she will. But I don't know. I want to get you guys' thoughts on, on the signing because I think it's a good signing. I will just go out and say right away uh, – and I've seen people say, oh – her and Harrison will be legit. <laughs> Kayla Harrison is light years ahead yeah. of Clarissa Shields right now, and I don't I don't mean that as any disrespect to Clarissa Shields. Kayla Harrison was a newbie as well, um, but you know Kayla Harrison obviously with her grappling. Clarissa Shields will never be as good as Kayla Harrison MMA. I agree. That's just the I way, just that's the way the world. I works. hate to say that, but I I just agree. So it, to me, I think it's a hell of a signing. I think it's a big name. I think it shows you that the PFL is committed to not just trying to, you know, sign UFC, uh, you know, retreads or, or anything like that, you know, like really like trying to think outside of the box and, and see what they can do. I think it's a phenomenal signing for them. I will just say tap the brakes on anybody that's saying, hey, the two-time the, the, the two gold medalists are going to go up against each other. I don't, I don't think we'll see that. No, and if they did that, PFL are ridiculous because I'm assuming they're paying Clarissa a decent amount of money to get her there. So why would you destroy your, your talent? so quickly I mean in fact we spoke about the Tyson stuff PFL's matchmaking is going to have to be incredible oh yeah because if they get it wrong she's going to be embarrassed and then that's the she'll, all she'll be is embarrassed once and then the, ex- the experiment's over then no one will care you know she needs to win the first few for people to give a shit and to remain interested so their matchmaking you know probably hire the Uber driver you took to the arena that night. You know, <laughs> I think they need to be very careful. Uh, luckily, I, I think Clarissa is herself is, I, I really am quite a fan of her. I think she's very impre- uh, impressive, very determined. I love, she did an interview with Brett Okamoto and she, she, in my opinion, she's the first high level boxer to try this earnestly. Like James Tony was a money grab. The other guy who I can't even remember who knocked out um, Tim Sylvia. Ray Mercer? Ray Mercer. Yeah, I think that was kind of just a bit of a weird one. Right. This one, to me, is the first time we've seen someone be like, I'm That hurt. one hurt, too. The Ray Mercer yeah, that was one a bit hurt. fucked the, up. The Ray Mercer one hurt us MMA fans, yeah, right? Yeah, that wasn't great. Even, even though, even though we were no, nobody was saying Tim Sylvia is like the best representative of MMA yeah. of all time. That wasn't a great day. Still hurt. Still but hurt. Uh, but so I, I'm very impressed with Carissa to do this because she could easily just cruise through boxing and fuck people up and walk out She deserves a hell of a lot of credit. It sounds like she's still going to box in 21, but you're absolutely right about that. She deserves a hell of a lot of credit because, you know, we're always talking about, it seems, MMA fighters crossing over to boxing, and, and, and now we're talking about a, a, a She doesn't a need to do it. She doesn't, doesn't need to do it. She's like 24, 25. I'm very impressed. I, I'm, I'm grateful that she's doing it. I don't yeah. know. Long term, how... I don't we'll know. See how it goes. You, you, well, you're right. But the good thing is, when you're 0-0... Yeah, you can get match made against somebody that's... They could put her against that, that woman who won the Contender Series episode, my favorite one. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, obviously they can't because she's in the UFC. But you're right. That would be a fair fight. I'd love. I might ask Dana about it. I'd love to hear their reaction to her going to PFL because obviously there's a report about 
super boxing with her involved and stuff. And I know that Nunez fight is something that I think Dana really wanted for a while. Of course. So I'm interested to see if he was just like, ah, oh, fuck. You know? Has to be at least a little bit. Has to be at least a little bit. I mean, I know at the end of the day, she's so big though. You know what I mean? She's like so. Audience. She's so big. So even that Nunez fight was not like. I don't think she's ever competed at 145. I no. think she got down to 147. Yeah. So it's kind of. She, this my, my understanding is she'll be at she'll be at 155. It's 155 for sporadic fights, yeah. I believe. But I mean, it's a bit like Cyborg with 135. Unless you're gonna you're gonna have to try and get down there for any fight that you really want, you know. It's interesting. I will say, let me let me just go back into the MMA junkie vault for you. Mm. If, if people remember, Clarissa Shields came backstage. And she said she had a lovely ass, and I agree. Oh, yes. She was fine, y'all. <laughs> UFC 245. <laughs> wow. Uh, Fuck. UFC, uh, UFC 245. Uh, and when we brought up the whole thing about how Amanda Nunes, she's like mid next year, end of next year, chance, MMA bro. match there can happen a year after that. It's just about whatever. whenever we get a deal signed and sealed, then the – then let me know how much time I have to get ready inside the octagon. And I'm not talking about six months or a year, but give me like actual time when I can have a chance. I feel like I have a chance now, but once we go to the ground and stuff, I have to learn that. And I know that. Me being an Olympic athlete, I know that I can learn different, a different sport and catch on quicker than a regular person. And I, I thought her interview was awesome that night. She's I great. thought her personality was She's so great. just magnetic. I was completely drawn to her, and she was just radiant. But she's a badass. But the different thing about uh, being a boxer, and when you, you brought up uh, Kayla Harrison, it's two different base sports, one being much more apt to MMA as opposed to boxing. Yep. When have you ever heard somebody said, all right, what's one skill? Have that one, what's that one skill that you want somebody to learn before they transition? They don't say, oh, it's got to be boxing. Yeah. It's got to be the hands. Not even kickboxing. No, it's, it's not. always it's, grappling. It's grappling or wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's always what comes into it, and that's going to be the biggest thing. That, uh, you know, who knows? It is literally, this interview was December 17, 2019. It's wow. been a year. So this is the year that she said, but it hasn't even quite, but just about a year. So I doubt she went straight back and was like, hey, guys, I, I, I went to this interview, and they said I need to work on grappling. Can we start that right now <laughs> and, and just continue on? So, you know, Obviously, you know, uh, she's still got to be lacking in that area, and that's going to be the biggest question. But, I mean, great hands. She's got great hands. But, unfortunately, MMA fights very rarely just stay. Especially especially, uh, especially when you have lower skill level in MMA. Because when guy, when people have lower skill in MMA, it always ends up on the ground like a pub, right. a pub fight. Because, you know, they don't the, keep the distance The, di properly. the distance yep. isn't well maintained, and it just gets a bit sloppy. They always end up in the clinch because the referee doesn't break them up. Yep. And it always Nobody's ends up breaking with, them up. It always <laughs> kind of ends up with some sort of weird trip on the floor. And I think... Her fights could, it's it, it's very very hard. Even if you gave me fucking Mayweather, like how do you book him in an MMA fight where you're like, right, what's the only way that this guy doesn't get apps? Because even the most average MMA fighter probably knows more about grappling than Clarissa or Floyd would do. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. and a lot we'd said about Rousey would crush him in a street fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she did Cain Velasquez too. No, but I mean like like Clarissa and Harrison, right? I've used this example with you about Khabib and some people. If Kayla Harrison didn't train another day of grappling for five years and Clarissa trained nothing but grappling for five years, when they grapple, Kayla would still win because she has a decade or more of grappling experience. Right. You just can't at a super high level as well. Yeah, you can't overcome that gap. It's so funny, man. I was talking to Marvin Vittori the other day, and he he had it was it was when he was still getting ready for Jacare, and I loved his quote. He was just like, "Listen, man." 
He was, I was like, so do you just like do nothing but jujitsu when you're getting ready for a guy like Jacare? He's like, no. He's like, that would be stupid. He was like, you think I'm gonna do? He's like, if I did nothing but jujitsu for six weeks, he's like, Jacare would still be way better than me <laughs> yeah. at jujitsu. You know yeah. what I mean? He's like, so why would I do that? You know, it's like you, I think people make that mistake sometimes. You're getting ready for a specialist and think you need to do everything in that specialty. It doesn't make sense. You're, you're not you're not gonna be able to do that. But to your point, when you said she doesn't knock people out. I think that hurts her. I think she the, the less time you know she needs I, to be sleeping, you know, four ounce gloves and stuff like that. I'm yeah. interested to see. I, I she's considered say, one of the hardest hitting people in women's boxing. I think. And well, she's that's still the thing. I think about. if they transition and start working of how to transition her hooks, her strikes into elbows, uppercuts and stuff. You yeah. know, spinning. Well, I wouldn't say spinning back fist. That's just getting a little fucking crazy. Ben Askren tried. But that. even just yeah. But even <laughs> just throwing like an elbow. You know. Because the, the, a nice little jab, when I uh, used to work with the, the famed coach Angelo Reyes, you know, when oh, he yeah. would talk about, you know, how your jab and practically turning it into a hook almost, is just a almost slight. Had you pro. Almost yeah, had almost. You I, was, I was just on the doorstep. <laughs> you know, but it's a slight difference when you take that jab and you can turn it into a hook. So imagine if you're working with a, a, a level athlete like this, telling her how to take that, what would be either a, uh, what looks like a jab come in and be able to transition it into an elbow. So if she's got that much force, a puncher of this of this caliber, the way that she's able to manipulate the hits and generate that force, but working in some elbows, that's the kind of transition that I think she can make those subtle differences. Mm-hmm. Even Kayla just started really working elbows, and her elbows have been fantastic. So imagine a fighter at this level being able to start working the things that she can control and tweak quickest. I think that's the best way w- to work with something like this is what skill set do we have and what is the the best, most dangerous aspect of that that we can transition to make it more deadly. You're not going to take her punch and make her more powerful. Right. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have to find ways to to you know, I think work the elbows, work other you know, I, I, striking sets that you know that I, she can handle in this time frame. I think before you even get into adding skills or changing punches to elbows, she has to get used to boxing without big gloves, yeah, right? Because too. that's it's completely different. In fact, I remember you mentioned Angelo, his. Uh, his fighter uh, Anna Julaton. Yep. She's a boxer who transitioned to MMA, and she said one of the weirdest things she found was fighting with no shoes on. Mm. It's, it, she said it's, just, it's a weird thing to fight with no shoes on for her because she'd been so used to yeah. thing. So I think before you even start being like, right, we'll need to add elbows. They need to understand that the guard is different. You split the guard different. You have to guard different, and, and your hands have to be lower and stuff like that. I think that in itself is almost a. a skill set that needs to be learned just a different stance yeah. because if you're regim- you know what's the the old saying about boxers going to MMA their stance is just ready to be fucking leg kicked right. to death if she has that old school high stance and then I've, I've, anytime you see any boxer going to MMA they get a leg kick or someone goes for a takedown and then they don't know where they have their hands and then you see them kind of just their brain malfunctioning their hands are down they just don't know what to do yep. so if I was it, honestly if I was her coaches and I Maybe I'm being wrong here, but I would have her spar so many rounds. I would even have her sparring boxing in MMA gloves and stuff like that. I would have her just just spar. Like I, I think the only way she's going to get good quick is to learn on the job very quickly. Yeah, like you said, get get the shoes off. Get, yeah, you know, just get, get into four get ounce in gloves. There, yeah, get four ounce. that feel. And then her when she said, "I'm um, she's going to continue boxing." As well as doing MMA, and she did say to Brett, "She's like, I can box in my sleep, so right. I don't even need to train boxing to succeed." Don't know, man. I don't know because those little subtle differences. Like, I think anyone who's trained, if you if you do boxing and then go to kickboxing, you kind of have have a a couple of sessions of like, oh, 
what oh yeah fuck yeah gotta what, switch what, this back what together. Meant to do, oh, that yeah, timing yeah. here that yeah, space yeah. here it's so different 100 right so i think i think her idea i think she'll find quite quickly that trying to do both is not going to work out for her I'm intrigued by it, man. Like I said, it's there's there's so many difficult challenges you're gonna have to overcome. But you are talking about somebody who has been successful at the highest yeah. level, you know, both it's as exciting. an amateur as a professional, man. And I think it's it's good work by the PFL. Um, we'll see what they do with her in 2021. All right, let's talk about Saturday's event, USC on ESPN 19. I think we'll all be there, right? We're all back together. I think uh, cold coffee's not on vacation. Hot tea's in the house so as well. I asked for it off. <laughs> all right, uh, well, to at least two of the three of us will probably be there. Uh, Jack Hermanson versus Marvin. Vittori, obviously, uh, Hermanson was supposed to face Darren Till, then he was supposed to fight Kevin Holland, now he's fighting Marvin Vittori. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm, uh, and it's weird because I like Kevin Holland a lot. I, I, I love Kevin Holland, if I'm being honest with you. I like his personality, I like his fighting style, I love watching him compete in the Apex because you can hear every single word he's saying in there, which is phenomenal because he's big mouth, he talks a lot. <laughs> but I was not as intrigued by the fight matchup as I am with this one, Marvin Vittori, and I don't know if you guys share that. I mean, I think part of it might be, for me, personal interest. You know, I mean, um, Michael Chiesa tw- tweeted earlier this week, you know, him and I actually called a, a Venator show, I think back in 2016, uh, over in, in Milan, uh, that both these guys were actually on. Of course, they weren't facing each other, but they were they were both on the card. In fact, as I'm looking at MMA Junkie right now, the, the weigh-in picture that, that we still have for Jack uh, Hermanson on his, on his fighter profile is a photo I took of him weighing in at Venator. I'd kind of forgotten about that. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm personally intrigued by this a little bit more than I was the Holland fight. Now, I think everybody would have loved the Till fight, ideally. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a big one for the division. Um, but I, I know how hungry Marvin Vittori has been behind the scenes to get a big opportunity, and this is absolutely that big opportunity for him. So um, I'm intrigued by this. And by the way, uh, Marvin Vittori, according to the odds makers, opened as the favorite, which I was a, a little bit surprised to see. Jack, um, no respect. No respect, man. And, and uh, you know, I'm not saying – in fact, I ended up picking Vittori, so that may sound like a weird statement to make. Um, but I don't know. It was it was odd to me. Yeah, it, no respect, basically, I think. So, I don't know. Are you, are you guys uh, are you guys intrigued by the matchup? And what do you think about the fact that v- Vittori is being uh, favored in the fight? I think him being favored is very weird. I, I like the matchup, and I, I like the fact that they were able to get it done on such short notice. So, because otherwise, you know, the event itself is not the most stacked in history. So, I'm glad that they got a decent. That's one way to put it. Yes, I'm glad they got a main, decent main event. For me, it's an exciting fight because it's kind of a put up or shut up moment for Vittori. Because you know, I don't think he's a day has gone past since the fight that he's not mentioned Israel Adesanya's name I think I think <laughs> in fairness it gets brought up a lot too it does but I think right before he goes to sleep he goes Israel Adesanya and like, <laughs> by the way I'm not saying that as a negative I love it I love that sort of um, unbridled just hatred of a random dude yep. I love it but I feel like he, he keeps talking there's a there's a moment where a fighter you know they make a call out and you think that's a weird call out I don't like that I think that's the sort of territory he's in at the moment. When it comes to Adesanya, people just sort of don't link the two of them together. Beat Jack Hermanson, your call-out suddenly becomes a lot more serious. Then that first fight gets looked at a lot more than just one of Israel's fights, right? So it's a, it's a big moment for him and because I think, like we just said, Jack Hermanson is probably middleweight, probably the most underrated guy in the division. I mean, the guy I agree with that. That just you know can't get any respect. I would have loved to have seen him against Darren Till because mm-hmm. I, I also said... It was almost put up and shut up. Darren Till's best performances have always been a bit weird. He fought like, you know, a stoned Calvin 
and then he lost to Rob, and those were his two biggest sort of moments recently. Yep. So I thought if he beat Jack, that proves he belongs there. You know, that's what we're still waiting for. Uh, there's still question marks around Darren Till, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, as big of a star as he is, and yeah. he is, I mean, he's, he's a great presence on social media. He's, yeah. he's fun to watch. He's a great interview, but there's question marks. But you beat Jack. Darren Till. Oh, that guy. <laughs> but you beat, that guy. you beat Jack. You're legit. Because Jack Manson is a fucking legit fighter. Yep. So I think Jack will probably win because I think Vittori's good, but I think Jack Manson actually might be very, very good. Um, but I still think, man, he's just got the wrong sort of personality for the game. It's people just don't ever want to give him the credit, you know? Yeah, he'll be in a big spot if he wins this fight too. I mean, he says... But will he though? But if he beats Vittori and then Darren Till comes out of injury, I can see Darren just jumping him. Jumping, right. It's fair. That's the way the sport works. What I I end up seeing is either... I I think... I think it'll either be Rob Whitaker or, or Paulo Costa. I think that would be the next fight for one. who? For Hermanson if he wins. You don't think they just give him a title shot right away? I don't. No, I think I, I think he'd have to fight one of those guys, especially with Adesanya staying busy against Lahovich. If they do Lahovic, an, int- if they do an interim, I could see I could yeah. see him versus Rob for an interim. Could do that for an interim. That'd make some sense. Till versus Paulo for the next one. There you go. Matchmaking done. Dustin. Although I don't know if I don't know if they're going to be big on Paulo for a while. Yeah, they're probably not a little. Yeah, that performance podcast, left a left a little to be desired. When Dana comes out and goes, I didn't understand what the fuck he was doing. You're like, mm. <laughs> he's Nobody getting, did. He's not getting a title shot for a while. I I, I mean I like this matchup. Um, when you look at the the three matches that were supposed to, the three guys that were supposed to happen. Obviously, Till fight would have been the funnest. But you're right. I I like Holland a lot. I think that would have been an interesting one. In that sense, I think I. In terms of the players involved, I probably would have maybe liked to see the Holland fight just because I love his post-fight interviews. I would have loved to see sure. him you, jaw you, out there during the fight as opposed to this Vittori one. Yeah, but you're not guaranteed a post-fight press conference if he fights Jack Manson, are you? True. Mm. True, but you're at least going to see him out there jawing during the fight. You're going to see him talking crap, you know. And I just lo- I, I, lo- I, I, mean, yeah, I love watching him even just fight. Like, even while he's taking good shots, you know, he's giving praise to his opponent and then he'll talk junk and then he'll hit his opponent with something. Um, but this fight is good. I mean, Marvin is uh, a hell of a fighter. I was so thrown off by his choice of hairstyles today that I was just, I was like, what are you doing, shaved bro? Shaved head was an interesting look. It he did shaved not, head, shaved head, head is he? Yeah, yeah, it was It was a bit. Was okay, a bit, judging by both of your facial expressions, not a good look for him. It did not look good. I don't like it. It did not look like good. <laughs> you look like you've been scarred, John. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he went from the Italian dream to the Italian, to like, eh. I just signed up. potato or something. What's wrong with it? He looked like he just signed up with, like, the Proud Boys or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <it> was, <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there. I just didn't like the look. It was, it was a <laughs> Mussolini fan, is he? Yeah, it uh, it was very it was very jarring. jarring. Uh, but I mean, they, but I do know with him in this fight, you go back and look at it. You go back and look at it, and I think he's got great hair. I don't know why he would have cut it. I don't know why he would have cut it. I mean, unless he thought that he needed those. Half ounce of hair or something. I'm going to check yeah. it out right now. Uh, he's, he's so intrigued. But what is look. interesting about this is both guys, both guys will walk forward and will throw heavy hands. So I'm looking forward to that. That neither one of them oh, is going to shy away from throwing the big bombs. Right? It's not the best hairstyle for him. I think he po- had great hair. I don't know why he cut that hair with, the, with, with the polo shirt as well. He does look a bit fucking. <laughs> it's right it's like, wing. Whoa. <laughs> but um. But uh. But uh, that being said, this is it's it is going to be a decent. Uh, yeah, it's fucking scary, man. <laughs> it's uh it's going to be a decent fight. Um, again, you know, I think why I said Holland because I, I'm just I love that dude. Holland's fun. He's I fun to watch. Just, yeah, it's, it, that's why I'm saying it's it's weird to me to say that. I, I, it's 
I love any chance to watch Kevin Holland fight. And obviously, we're going to get to see him a week later, so no big deal, right? Yeah. We're going to get to see him. But um, I, I don't know. The, the styles matching up here, and, and like I said, I think part of it might be my own personal history with these two guys. But um, I'm intrigued by it and knowing that, that Marvin has wanted a big fight. And, and not that Jacare wasn't a big fight, but I think if Marvin beats Jacare, you go – yeah, but what's Jacare got left? Yeah. You know Everybody I mean? keeps like, questioning Jacare. That's why every time Jacare pulls something out, people are like, see, he's still got it. But everybody going into the fight, well, not everybody, a lot of people are always like, oh, Jacare, he's, he's getting near the end of his yeah. time. You know, he's depleted. He's blah, blah, blah. I think this, is a, much more, this is a much more meaningful win if yeah. Marvin Vittori gets it. So, so, you know, one of the comments on your video of Marvin Vittori of his new haircut is Italian history X. And then the reply to it is Kerbio Stompio. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's the movie. That's, I literally Jeez. was going to put it on our Slack channel. Like, does this anybody feel like that American history X movie? Oh, um, my goodness. But what's, cra- what's crazy about this and what's, what's going to be great and uh, is that they're going to be battling for the center of the octagon. They're going to be yes. literally in the middle of the cage and they're going to be seeing whose chin is the is the best and I just think out of all the three out of the three possible fights this maybe in the in that sense we're going to have more of that in this fight of a of the possibility of a slobber knocker happening Cause in I, this look, fight. I, I agree because I think I think Hermanson would have taken Till down pretty easily, if I'm being honest with you. I think he would take Till down and, and fight him there. I don't think he'd fight him on the feet. Holland I think was a little bit more you know, kind of a little bit everywhere, Quirky, yeah. but yeah, but 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 Kevin but Holland, he's dangerous on his, but, but on I don't feel like too. Kevin Holland is like ready to be a title contender, or ready yeah. to be a, cha- you know what I mean? Like we can he's just see, not you there can, yet. you can see, like so for uh, Darren Till, I think has remained the same for a while. With Holland, every time he fights, I see involvement. Yes. I think yeah. Holland is actually sure. improving, whereas Darren, oh yeah, he's Darren, got a Darren's a, yeah, Darren's a level that he's either world class or he's not. I can't tell yet. Mm-hmm. We haven't just seen enough to tell. Kevin's improving, so I agree that Kevin might be able to beat Hermanson one day. It's not right now, whereas Till probably could or couldn't, you know? It was funny. Hermanson, I was asking him about getting ready for the fight, and he's like, he's like, dude, we had a really good game plan, like really intricate game plan for Till because we had so much time to get ready for it. He's like, then we got Holland, and we were like, this dude is unpredictable. Like, we can't even really put together a detailed game plan, you know? I mean, so like, and then, But then he said for Vittori, he's like, I've seen Vittori for years. Like we came up in the European, so he's like, I know what he is. He's like, look, he's he's powerful, he's aggressive, he's in your face. He's like, but I know how he fights. He's like, so I can put. The-. So it's interesting to hear how the evolution of the game plan was from a very detailed yeah. game plan to a. Uh, we'll just we go and feel it. how it goes. <laughs> yeah. To all right, I know what I'm doing. Again. I feel like Darren Till is probably the only person on the roster who's like. I'm going to take a fight with a guy who can do leg locks with like one ACL. That'll be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, fucking. <laughs> All right, big fight in middleweight. Uh, the rest of the card, as you said, it's 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 not full of stars. I will point out a couple things I'm looking forward to. Uh, first of all, Shit. Jamal Hill, the undefeated record against Vince St. Preux. I mean, that's that's a big fight for for Jamal Hill to prove whether he belongs. He's jumping into the deep end right away. Oh, so he and, fucked up both of that, that both sides of that fight at the media day. Oh yeah, I didn't realize. I thought he was like just screwing around all the time. Sorry. And by the way. <laughs> Terrible. I know where you're getting at with that. Uh, and, and by the way, Jamal Hill, like I said, he was the one that, that had the, the, the marijuana rant earlier, which I, I respect the hell out of that. So um, I, I think that's – man, he's jumping in the deep end, like I said, right here. OSP has been around the game for, for a while. So uh, we'll see how that one plays out. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued in that because that's that that's – that, is this prospect the real deal – and, and, you know, he's taking, uh, like I said, jumping in the deep end. So I'm excited by that. Uh, my boy Justin James is on there. Obviously, uh, Extreme oh, yeah. Couture Kids Wrestling Coach, man. So uh, obviously it's been a long time since I've had my kid in a class, unfortunately. But I always uh, root for Justin James, That's man. That's good because I think for a while there, you, you, did you jinx him or you jinx some of the other ones? 
Yeah, I did jinx him that one night. But he did win, I think, another night that oh, you yeah, were there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he, you, he the was curse actually, was broke. He the was actually the broke. one. Yeah, he was actually the one that won the night that the, 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 there was the, the three-peat of coaches. He was the one that won. So. <laughs> yeah, he, he got a fast knockout, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was performance the night as well. So uh, I'll always be looking out for Justin James. He, he was just grinding on the regional scene for a while. I mean, it, I mean, I, I think he's probably talked about this in interviews. If he hasn't, I'm sorry. I mean, he was getting to a point where, like, he was wondering if he was if it was worth it to keep going. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of reach that point in your career where you're like, dude, I've been right there for so long. I'm not getting a call. And now, you know, obviously he's he's uh, he's had several fights in 2020, so it's cool. So I'm excited about that. Um, the one that really I have circled, man, uh, Mosari Evloe versus Nate Landwehr should be just absolutely fantastic, man. I think both those guys are incredibly exciting. Um, and that that should be a, a a barn burn. I think that's a that's a fight of the night candidate there. So that one kicks off the main card. Uh, the whole thing's on ESPN two and ESPN plus. I'm excited for that one. Roman Delidze, by the way, uh, he he did actually make a, a really nice um, debut in the UFC as well. Looked like he could be somebody. A jo- another Georgian. Yeah, another Georgian. Exactly, man. I think he's he looks like the real deal as well. Uh, Jordan Levitt is a, a syndicate MMA fighter uh, that, that uh, is fighting Matt Wyman, who's always fun to see in there. Lewis Smoke is on there, who's always been a, a fun friend of the show. Uh, enjoy him. Cody Durden versus Jimmy Flick looks like it could be crazy. Damon Jackson versus Ilya Taporia. Mm-hmm. I'm circling that one as a potential fight of the night as well. These two dudes one. are grappling studs. Uh, Ilya Taporia, his debut was phenomenal. Of course, Damon Jackson fought his way back into the UFC. And by the way, in the battle order, it keeps changing over and over and over, but. Uh, Jake Collier versus Gian Vellante could be an absolute slop fest. I love those two crazy people, man. They're hilarious. John is one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet, He's man. Awesome. And, and at heavyweight, it's funny. His buddies are all poking fun at him for, for, for being heavy and that sort of thing. So what I will say about this card, again, it's one of those cards that if, you, if you're not going to watch it live, fair enough. I understand. We're, of course, getting paid to do it, so it's our job. Um, but I do believe, and, and, I, and I'm not – just saying, because I think that's the generic thing is, oh, there's not big stars, but it could be fun. But I'm really pointing out fights. I think, I mean, especially, I, I think most sorry, I love it, Nate Landwehr and Damon Jackson versus Ilya Taporia and probably Cody Durden versus Jimmy Flick, honestly. I think those three are all contenders for fight of the night. Uh, and then, like I said, if it starts out with Collier Vellante like it's currently scheduled, that'll just be something wacky to kick the night off. Levitt, again, a, a, a young stud uh, who's a local guy that with it, we're, we're really excited about his opportunities against uh, you know the vet and Matt Wyman. I mean, I'm, I'm almost as excited about the prelims or more excited about the prelims than I am about the, the main card as a whole. Um, but I look at this lineup and I say – I get it. If you're if you're not hardcore, you're probably not watching it. But I I, I think we are going to have a fun, knock on wood. I think we're going to have a fun night on Saturday. Well, the old adage goes that the the shitter the card looks on paper, the better it is in person. And so, if that's the case, this is going to be the best card of the year. Wow! Shots fired. <laughs> no shots fired. Look, I think um, I think Till Hermanson was a very good fight, and I think that was carrying the load of this oh, well, card. It was a huge main event. Um, I think so, but. As I said, man, usually these cards are the ones where if you can get out of needing to have a name in them, if you can just appreciate the action itself, these cards are usually, because the, because we might not be as familiar with these names, they're usually much more evenly matched, right. which usually leads to better fights. Yep. So I anticipate a decent card. The good thing is... And uh, that's as much praise as I'm going to give it, John. I'm e- not giving it anymore. ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus, so you can watch... Like, it'll archive... Uh, on ESPN Plus, so you can watch it back right away. And honestly, these type of fights, 
it didn't happen to me much, but um, you know, since we were dealing with furloughs in 2020 and stuff, there were a couple cards where I didn't have to watch it live because I wasn't working. Um, so I would go back and watch it like after and just like skip all the stuff in between yeah, and yeah, just go the, fight, yeah. fight, fight, yeah. fight. And it's so much less time than six hours or whatever, and you get rewarded. So this could be one of those cards. I think there's going to be, I think there's going to be highlights. I think there's going to be things to watch. But you know, you can watch, you can watch it on Sunday afternoon or something like that. You know. I think listen. I think then. I think the main event will be good. <laughs> that sounds so shitty to everyone else. You are so Predator. less excited about this card than I am. <laughs> I'm fucking. Are you reading the card? I mean, it's you know, Well, I'm telling you what I'm looking at. Well, look, I get it. I'm I'm the hardest of the hardcore. I can't I can't deny. I'm I just I just think that that see, I sound so negative, but I think names like Jean Volante and stuff they have the potential to have a great fight, but they also have the potential to have like 15 minutes of like. Not great. But see, I'll be entertained by just seeing John Vellante in there, like two dudes breathing heavy on each other, just sucking. Let's <laughs> say Jake Collier, the guy. Jake, yeah, he's been all around the the division. I'm this telling is like you, three different divisions he's fought in. They're gonna yeah. be breathing it's so funny. heavy to sucking the oxygen That's, out of the apex. Yeah, totally, man. Like I will see, like I will get kicks out of seeing them just sucking wind and like throwing so bombs. When I was trying to find a, a picture for one of the videos, one of the pictures came up was him from another weight class. I was like, this doesn't even look like. Him. I was like, that. I can't use this one. <laughs> <laughs> Is this one? <laughs> uh, I will, dude. I will say, look, I do. Okay, so you're gonna, if, if again, if the order stays the same, they change this damn thing every day. It's so frustrating. Uh, Carly Vellante will be. We're gonna lose two fights on Wayne Day. Anyway. Ah, silence, sir. <laughs> uh, that'll start out as a slot fest. I'm telling you right now, uh, Jackson Taporia, dude, that could be a an absolute legit like grappling just phenomenon. I think that'll be amazing. And Durden Flick could be all over the place as well. Levitt's got Levitt Wyman could be great grappling as well. Dude, I'm telling you, we. we Wyman's going to go out there with, the, I don't want to say chip on his shoulder. Oh, but that Jordan Levitt, that guy that's from the uh, Contend Series. Yeah. He was good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Come out of and Wyman's going to come out there try to prove that he's still relevant as well. I mean, he's mm -hmm. been he's been away for a while, and he's back. and uh, So he's been putting a lot of heart and effort. So that could be a lot of fun as well. I mean, this could be one of those ones where people look at on paper, which we have happen all the time. They look at it, and they just say, uh, I'm not really all that into this. And I swear these fighters, they get that. They understand that, and they go out there, and they always give it. All, they always give their all. There's a, these are these are the cards that that usually people say. Did you watch it? Like no, I'm like dude, you missed. You missed out. You missed out. I so. do. I think it's. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be an entertaining one. And by the way, uh, what? Just three three cards left, and then we get a, get our little break. And it's then a late uh, night. This one though, isn't it? it? Starts at first fight of five. Is it? Uh, it's a later. It's four. A, it's one of first the later. Fight, one. Four p.m. Pacific. Four p.m. Pacific. Uh, three cards. When we left. say late, we mean like normal. Yeah, <laughs> normal right. time. yeah. But this we've been we've been treated spoiled. This year. We've been spoiled, spoiled by those afternoon cards. We can leave, and it's still yeah. still time to go get dinner. Uh, and then uh, we'll have the three week break, and then uh, by all accounts, it sounds like we're going to Fight Island again. Sixteenth, uh, twentieth, and twenty third, I believe. Right, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday seems to be seems to be where we're seems going, to be yeah. where we're at at this point. So uh, two weeks in Fight Island. We'll see how that all plays out. Hopefully, I get my passport back in time. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I had to send my passport out because it, my passport expires in April, and you have to have six months on it to to go over there. So I had to send it off, and like they're saying, it's taken like five, six weeks. So I sent it a couple weeks ago. So fingers crossed, bro. I've heard not good things, John. I've so heard you ring up that Canadian. Well. I've heard not good things. I've heard <laughs> not good things as well, bro. I'm, right. I'm, I'm I'm actually a little bit nervous. So uh, as do you we, guys have the service over here where you can pay extra to get it done quicker? You can. Yeah, you can. So I paid I paid two hundred and seventeen dollars uh, for the expedited service, and I think it's probably a good sign because I, I paid with a personal check. Um, I, the company pays me back, obviously, but I pay with a personal check. But uh, 
but my check has been cashed. Okay. So I think so, that's so it's obviously processing that I think being so. made. You know what I mean? Like I think that's a good I think that's a good sign, right? But I don't know. Maybe they just cash it and they're like, "Yeah, it still takes like a do month." You, do you, you know? have do you guys have a place I assume probably not, but in if in London you can get your passport the same day. If you go to the Place. But yeah, but most of those places are nowhere near here. You'd have to go we, to like L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they do, have, they do have centers like that, but they're not open right now. So I called, and they were like, uh, you know what? Maybe if I had gone to L.A. or something like that, like it could have been. Because I had to do that one time, actually, and I can't remember why. Oh, yeah. I had to do that, and, and it, it worked out. Uh, I was in Miami. I was, I think I was actually commentating like a Titan thing. Uh, oh, you know what it was? This is a weird uh, – Nobody cares about this. Why am I talking about it? But here's <laughs> what happened. Uh, yeah, this hey, you're just hanging out with us in our living room talking. Uh, my passport had run out of pages, and I needed to get a visa. Because you had so many stamps. And yeah, because I had so Fucking many stamps, so hell. I had to get an extra. Like I had, but I had the 26 page book. But you can get like the extra 26 pages put in. But in order to do that, you have to send it off. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't send it off because this was back when we were traveling like internationally, like all the time, and I couldn't. Uh, but it worked out. I was doing a Titan fighting uh, commentary gig in Florida, and there was a, a, a place like that in yeah. Miami. So while I was there, I went to Miami, handed my passport. They put the extra 26 pages in, and I, I walked out. And I damn near feel that. Dude, I have a my, – my old passport – it's like a 52-page passport, and there's almost no space left in it. I'm pretty, right. pretty That's proud sweet. of that one, man. I'm pretty proud of that I one. haven't thought about this for years, but when I first ever moved to America to come to university, I, because I'm you know an organized person like that. Sure, of course. I fucked it up. I got my passport with a visa in at 6 a.m. from a courier, and my flight was at 10 a.m. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was a very stressful morning. Good Lord. My dad wanted to rip my throat out. I imagine he so. He was furious. He was like, you can't believe you stupid bastard. <laughs> oh. And then as far as the uh, the place you can go the same day, it's actually like unintentionally hilarious because the amount of people that the same day think with suitcases that you can tell have gone to get their flight <laughs> and the passports. <laughs> There's so many people there with like suitcases uh, in hand. Man, I'm hoping that's not a problem. I'm hoping, knock on wood again, man. I'm hoping, hoping everything comes through and uh, – it's not an issue. It is, is going to be funny, though, because, uh, you know, I got that passport in 2011, um, which is right when the UFC yeah, yeah, started. Years, really, right? Yeah, re right when they really started firing it up. So, like, uh, my passport's been beaten to hell and has a bunch of tan. So, I'm going yeah. to be that dude showing up with the with the brand new, crisp, shiny passport looking like he's never left the country before, looking That's like cool. an absolute rookie. That's good, man. You must have. Uh, do you, you should probably go and count how many stamps you I have. I need to. I need to go do that. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I had to send in my old one. I imagine they'll send it back to me. I, I, yeah, they me. usually send it, but with a big corner chuck. Good cut corner cut out of it or whatever. What's uh, if you could guess which country has the most stamps in your passport? No question, Brazil. I went 29 oh, times. Fuck, 29 times to Brazil. So I had a 10-year Brazilian visa in there. I have a Russian visa in there, a Chinese visa in there, because you had to have it to both those countries. So it's hilarious to me that we Brits don't need a visa to go to Brazil, but if we want to get a visa to Russia, we have to get an AIDS test. I just don't Which trust is why you. you've never been to. <laughs> 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 All right, enough enough passport talk. Passportjunkie.com. Hunter's chin. The MMA. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce Buffer. He just got us on a tangent. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, you know, that, was, that was either very. Entertainingly interesting or incredibly boring. Yeah, oh no no no! Yeah. Nobody's making it well, to this part of the too, podcast. Anymore. Yeah, the the Brazil part, uh, the Brazil visas for us also is just a reciprocity thing. We do it to them, so they're like, "Well, screw you, America. Yeah. We're going to do it to you." That's so weird because you're usually said, so nice. They said, we'll drop I know, right? We love foreigners here. <laughs> <laughs> Build a wall. <laughs>
All right, UFC on ESPN 19, Saturday night. We'll have it covered. Uh, of course, we'll do the and a half over at uh, patreon.com slash the MMA Road Show. Appreciate everybody that's already signed up over there. If you're not, it's as little as $3 a month. Come on, man. $3 <clears throat> a month to help support the show. We really would appreciate it. And everybody else in the meantime, thanks for listening. <laughs>